Hello, and welcome to the Clarissa and Mitch Explain Life podcast, the show where we look at life from the point of view of two generations. I am Mitch. And I am Clarissa. And and we we are mother and daughter. So we won't always agree, but we hope we will always show how things are now and how they've changed over the years. In this podcast, we aim to pick subjects to discuss that are relevant today, but we will look at them from the viewpoint of two generations. So whatever you're doing, enjoy the podcast. We're always happy to hear your feedback. Hello. Hello. Here we are again. Sorry we missed last week. Entirely my fault. Uh, Yeah, but that's okay as well. You were away, um, as we had said in the last podcast, you were away Mm. and you were catching up with your... Huh? No, I wasn't well the day we were going to do it, if you oh, remember. Oh, yes. You were away yeah. and not well. Yeah, of course. Jesus, you'll, do it. you'll do um, anything to health... avoid doing it. <laughs> <laughs> health warning. I have just been informed that um, Clarissa has a topic upon which we want. she wants us to talk. Why did you say health war- warning? Well, because I might, I don't know what it is. Ah, uh, you love it. You love okay. it. Um, so we're going to do a little oh, catch up. Yes. And I'll start. Um, as Clarissa's just said, I flew to England for a week. We have told one them that you were going, hadn't we? We had. The last. Um, yeah, it was okay. I The, the worst part of travelling really was the um, sense of containment within a mask. Mm. Um, because I literally put my mask on in Gory to get on a bus for two hours and I never really took it off except to eat my little sandwich and drink my little coffee um, until I walked out of the airport in Gatwick and you d- it does get quite um, enclosing if you mm. know what I mean imagine although I healthcare have a very good that do, wear mm-hmm. it for 12 hours imagine the healthcare workers that wear them for no 12 idea. hours so, solid I, and in places like the heat of a hospital it stop. must be a flipping nightmare stop but um anyway I had a very good mask one that I it's the grade three medical one and actually you can breathe in it I don't like the blue ones so much no I find they 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 sort of affect my skin mind you a breath of air affects my skin anyway it was lovely being in England it was lovely catching up with my sisters I had um, a bonus night when Becky youngest daughter and her daughter came up and spent the night with myself and one of my sisters and we had a lovely time um I didn't do anything exciting to report on I don't know. I think she, we used to, we used to know a Becky. I think no. she's still in recovery from the week. I actually had a text from her this morning. So oh, did she you? is oh. alive. Yeah. Right. Um, is being sarcastic because she, she and her partner, Don had a very, very heavy weekend <laughs> drinking. Oof. And uh, we've had nothing for about four days, but she is alive. Right. So came home, um, terrible long journey home, walked, what seemed like 10 miles in airports and was I glad to get home I was so tired I think I'm going to have to make reference to what is happening in Ukraine because it is such a 
humanitarian disaster. It is just so awful. I'm not going to go into it in big detail. Maybe we will in a future future podcast. But the thing that has struck me most, and this is entirely personal, is that having come through relatively unscathed, apart from some mental scars, come through COVID, uh, you mm. know, such a worldwide um, um, happening, almost as we came out, Ukraine has happened. Mm. And there is a little part of me that just thinks, oh, no. I think everyone is feeling that. I think that's, I I think to, without taking away from the horrors of it, because it is horrific, I'm just like, but I think it is, ramped up to the next level because of the pandemic we're all just out we're not even out of the pandemic let's face it we're still just because Ireland have decided you know we're doing really well our hospital figures are coming down and everything there is still a pandemic out there um but it, it is that sense of like we've been hit by four waves of a virus over the past two years so every time we started to breathe a bit of relief and start to feel a sense of comfort or sense of you know oh we're getting to the end bish bash there is another one and another one so the the war is just like another Another wave wave almost isn't it on our mental health and our stress and our our flight or fight and you know Imagine what it's like in the Ukraine, because I mean, they've had, they have been impacted by COVID. And they're, they're still like, apparently I was heard yesterday, they only, only 34% are vaccinated in, in uh, the Ukraine. So the, the lashback of that as well. It's funny actually, because not funny, haha, but um, it is strange. I think I'm going to start using that word when I don't mean funny, haha. It's strange because I have become very aware that a lot of Eastern European countries are reluctant to have the vaccine. And I actually have no idea why. Apparently, because PJ, um, on his rounds, PJ would speak to a lot of uh, Eastern Europeans, uh, especially Polish. And apparently it's just because it's what media is putting out there funnily enough like i mean what do you mean it's it's media driven um uh i'm not eastern european yeah yeah okay like you and i know someone whose husband a polish woman whose husband is anti-vax and yeah um she said exactly the same thing she said she said it's the media and that's the thing that polish people tend to only watch and listen to the media from their country they do they even have satellites that's what i mean yeah yeah so that's what i mean it's it's what Mm. their media is is feeding Mm. them I don't know. Um, we're not going down the COVID route no, anyway. No. Um, um, the other thing is, I just just to finish my little um, catch up, is that yesterday, of course, in Ireland, face masks uh, are only mandatory in health settings. They are, you can, um, what's the word, choose to wear them 
or not. So I went into Dunn stores with my mask on because I intend to wear a mask in the foreseeable future in public spaces, thinking I would feel a bit of a bit of a non-entity or whatever. And honestly, I think there were more people wearing masks mm. than not. Uh, do you know, it's funny because I, w- as you know, I was in Dublin airport yesterday morning and uh, so I travelled down from Dublin airport and on the way down, I was in a few different settings. Um, so the <laughs> airport, it's funny because there was quite a few people who didn't have masks on, including my daughter. She said, well, you know, because she had come from England the week before from basically mask free living and she was very sort of huffy about having to put her mask on all week this week going in places you know don't forget your mask mm-hmm. we say oh for god's sake you know so when we went into the airport i just walked in with her to say goodbye and there were a few people and then it came over the tannoy um something like masks are mandated in in the airport still something to that uh-huh. effect and then yeah. we were standing at the Ryanair check bag drop and she actually turned around and she said oh I feel too much peer pressure I'm putting my mask on so <laughs> it was mm. um but then I left there and I stopped at the services in Gory and it was really weird because I sat in my car for a minute or two I, I parked right in front of the door and there were more people going in there without masks on than there were with with masks on so I had my mask in my pocket and I said no I'm going to put my mask on but I felt that I was one of the only ones with the mask on so I went Mm. to the loo and when I came out I actually took my mask off it's so so weird you're waiting for someone to come up to you and go or give you a dirty look or whatever yeah and I, I I'm definitely now it's like whether you do whether you don't I don't care you know it has to be yeah. personal choice absolutely but, um, I actually I was going I actually ordered a McDonald's breakfast I haven't had a McDonald's breakfast I think in about three years what is a um, McDonald's breakfast it's all different stuff but one of my favorites it's a sausage and egg McMuffin um it's so tasty and I got hash brown so they were just delicious um but Good. I ordered it on the screen and then I went I didn't have my mask on and then I went and sat down to wait for my order to be called and I noticed the girl behind the the workers behind the counter they had masks on and I thought you know I'm gonna put my mask back on just out of respect for them and yes. I kind of, it's a bit like when you're walking a dog um that can be off the lead so you're walking and your dog is running around and you see two you see people coming towards you with a dog and you're looking at them going do they have a do they have their dog on the lead or not? It's like the yeah. et- lead etiquette. So if if I have my dogs on a lead, I expect you to put your dogs on a lead and not come running up to me and vice versa. So I think it's mm. going to be like that with masks a little bit in some places, you know, yeah. respectful. Like, But what I was going to say was I then went to Gory and I went to Aldi first and it, I left, I put my mask on, but it was really mixed. It was half and half, I would say. Mm. Same in Duns, in Gory, mm. half and half. A lot more of the workers in Aldi and Duns didn't have their masks on, funny enough. The employees of them. Yeah. The, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Especially in Aldi. 
I don't mm. think there was anyone with a mask on, you know, employees. Yeah. Well, I only saw two assistants in Argos and they were both wearing masks. Right. And I Funny, said, you know, I'm very shy. I never talk to people. <laughs> and I said to the girl, um, just for a matter of interest, are you wearing a mask because it's company mm. policy or a personal yeah. choice? And she said, well, a little bit of both, but I think it's too soon. And I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. I think those who were always reluctant to wear a mask will not wear a mask. Exactly. And those They'll who feel... feel more protected and the introverts, mm. <laughs> those of us who are introverts and love hiding mm. behind the mask. Like I saw someone in the filling station in Gorey when mm. I walked in and I had my mask on uh, from a distance, someone who was very recognisable that I know. But oh. I didn't want to get into a sort of, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm fighting, how are you? And then I thought that person is probably an anti-masker anyway, knowing that person. So I was like, I didn't want to get into that sort of. No. I know they wouldn't have said to me, what are you doing still wearing your mask? But I was yeah. just like, I didn't want to feel, oh, I'm, you know, because I'm accused of being obsessed with COVID and everything by some family members. So they won't be mentioned and they wouldn't listen to this anyway. But um it's just because i i like to do the right thing and i lo- and i have that's what and i i feel i have people in my life to protect and that's why i've been the way i've been but yeah, i probably no. am a bit too you know but that's okay as well you know i shouldn't be so tell us about tell us about your last week because you've had a different well week. as you know macy came home now really she was only home for 4 days um because she flew in Monday night went straight to Athlone to Anna and Ella well Ella um had two nights there then came down Wednesday afternoon um but uh yeah no it's been so nice we went we did some of the things that we do so we went to the cinema um well, what did you go to see in the end uh the death on the Nile <laughs> And brilliant, loved it. Loved was it? it? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it was so like the Orient Express. I mean it was Poirot, as we know. Yeah. Um. Now I said to Macy, I think there was a lot more backstory to Poirot in it. Uh, you know, oh, his his back life, and you know, yeah. um. No, it was really, and it was beautifully shot. You know, the scenery. No, yeah. it was very sort of, uh, over the top quite over but it was it was good macy had yeah. guessed it i didn't guess it right you guessed the ending but no it was enjoyable um good. so yeah and then we thursday oh no that was thursday evening but thursday during the day i brought my two children they're not children my what do you call adult children it's really weird isn't children. it children huh? children you're, should be, you're my child i know but there should be a Daughter and son. Anyway, brought them for lunch and it ended up being a bit of a trek. Oh, it was a bit, a bit really actually was quite annoying. We were going to go to Lemon and Lime in Wellington Bridge because it was Thursday afternoon and I thought that, you know, it was jammers. Oh, so we had a few of us were hangry in the car. So we were, I was like, oh God, where would we go? Then I thought, 
actually let's go down to Duncannon because we're in Wellington Bridge and I thought yes. oh we went to this place called Roach's Bar yes no um, very dark it was grand very dark but and also the other very... pub is much nicer which the Strand the other pub it was yeah. shot oh yeah um, you could have gone down to um, the Red Door or the Green Door or whatever colour door I it said is. that to them and anyway Anyway, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, very dark and very expensive. Actually, <laughs> it was quite very expensive for a lunch. Um, yes. No, I mean they both got a dinner. To, yeah. Well, not a dinner. Macy got like a starter. The special was crab claws and prawns sizzling, but um, yeah. and she got chips as well. But uh, yeah, no. Would I go back again? Maybe I don't know dark as you said anyway that was grand yeah. then i tried to get them to come for a walk with me and it just wasn't happening they just were just so fucking on the beach windy. no anywhere but they were yeah. so whingy oh that i just gave up it was like having two toddlers in the car uh, to be fair <laughs> honestly i don't want to go for a walk <sighs> and then i actually went down to um not passage east the other side of passage what well, this side of passage east what's it yeah. called arthur's yeah, town Arthur's I wanted side. to bring them on the walk, the, the cliff walk. Oh, yes. So we parked up, got Which out. Which I still haven't done. Have you not? No. Let's do it then. Um, parked up and they were whinging and moaning. Oh, I don't want to go from over. The, we walked sort of halfway down from the car park towards the cliff walk. And I just thought, I'm oh, just not putting up not with this. And I went and got back in the car. So, like, I'd say... They walked 40 steps and <laughs> so it just wasn't worth it. I was just like, and then they were like, what are you doing? We were going to go for a walk with you. It was like, as I said, having my teenage yeah. children in the car again. And I was like, these are bloody adults, you know, come on, cop the fuck on. You're adults now. Anyway, dropped Ted off. So that was lovely. Friday. What happened Friday? You came I home. I came home. Macy um, had her head on. Macy had her hair done that's right and yeah uh, just went by so quickly but yes. Saturday Macy sort of went out with friends Saturday oh my god I I'm glad I don't have a teenager or she's not a teenager a young person in the house sitting up or not mm-hmm. sitting up but waiting for them to get home and of course you never really did that no that's because what I mean Macy didn't before Macy went to England she didn't go out to the that's what I mean and the pub and all the rest of it exactly so yeah no quite I novel just, for you huh quite novel for you yeah a novelty that I don't need to have in my life no <laughs> so that was it really and then Sunday we had a fab day at yours um well, Sunday evening, afternoon, as it turned out to be, because me and Macy were a bit zombified all morning. But uh, yeah, and then dropped her back yesterday morning. But I mean, as I keep saying to people, people keep going, are you sad? You said, and I said, no, I'm actually not. I mean, I was, I did have a little cry in the car on the of way. Of course you did. Um, but the the joy of having an offspring who is doing so well and who is in such a good place in their life and so content and loving life it you know that counteracts everything else that you know you just want them to be happy the only thing that kept getting to me was she kept sort of saying things like I can't wait to go home and I was like this is your home that that killed me a bit but um 
I'll flip it over. I'm so lucky. So lucky. I mean, that she has my sister and her family to live with. Yes. And she has that sort of good, solid foundation. And she's, yeah. And she's doing so well. And she's made friends. Yeah. And she's come out of her shell. Yeah. In a, in, in a nutshell. In, in a sentence, she has come out of her shell. Yeah found herself so, i think I, I yeah i think I, so found her tribe found herself definitely. she's like it's almost like the I light think, is now coming from the inside rather than from yeah. the outside and really. she was never a miserable person no i, I don't mean, mean was, that no she, I, no what i'm saying is she was very you could tell even in her teenage years she never quite found herself or her as you said her tribe you know she was always but she was it was lucky because she was always she's always been someone who's fitted in anywhere like she's always had like in primary school she was never really had a best friend she was always friends with everyone almost you know um and the same when she went to secondary school she had a couple of good friendships you know Mm. but was you know never in a gang or anything and no. just sort of just was Thank there God. but this this now is you know it's great so yeah so that's me yeah I've kind of um I I'm going to see a personal trainer tomorrow which I'm really excited Ooh. about oh I didn't know that yeah Sabrina our lovely um hairdresser um when I was with her last the other week get my hair done and I was leaving cards I was saying it's great you know word of mouth and of course people talk to you in the chair you know and she was like yeah and uh, she just happened to mention how many she'd sent quite a few people to this guy in Curaclo he's a PT and I was like all right and then she did so I contacted him because I as much as I'm loving the gym um and I am a gym lover it's 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 Mm. so weird exercise wise it's my thing but mm. I need to put some plans in place. I need to yes. get a structure and a routine. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, hopefully to refocus my goals a bit. Uh, yes. My my lovely friend, Emma, who listen, who was our number one fan. And Hi, so Emma. Emma. Hi, Emma. Um, I, I was chatting to her. She's just um, in the past couple of weeks sort of reset herself to a certain extent and she was saying that her her coach um had said to her the other day um about tracking on a tracker you know and she said yeah are you do you intend on doing this for the rest of your life and and then I was like no one no and she said right let's do it go without it for the week and I was like oh my god that's amazing I'm going to do the same thing. So I'm actually doing it for four weeks and just not when I say tracking, still going to weigh and measure everything, but I'm just going to, cause I find I've gone back into a bit of diet mentality or diet plan mentality with tracking. It's mm. like, Oh, look, I've got 200 calories left. I'll eat something for the sake of it. Instead of just going, oh. I'm okay. I'm, you know, I'm fine. Do you know what I mean? Now, that, Yes, so, I do. Anyway, I'm excited about that. So, what anyway, time are you going to, what time 11, are you going to the train? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Have you? Oh, are you? Will you be there after? Yeah. You have an appointment with. No, that's Thursday. Wednesday. Oh, is it? That's oh, yes. Thursdays now. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um. 
So, yes, throwing this one at you. It just occurred to me this morning. Um, and it's kind of in relation, a little bit in relation to the horrible war that's going on. Um, and no, whole... I don't remember the First World War. <laughs> I always thought I was talking about the Crimean. No, how oh, far? <laughs> okay. Napoleonic War. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, do you, can you remember the last day you saw a dinosaur yes <laughs> i can it was in owen's house in, owen's in real life a real dinosaur before the <laughs> yeah 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 go on keep throwing them <laughs> anyway um nuclear power oh my god now you've thrown it haven't you so just I'm just going to say it and then you can start reminiscing. Um, back in the day, 1972? No, no. Later? No, no. 1976. Okay. We first became aware. Of so we live in Wexford, as people know. <clears throat> and uh, there's a place called Carnesore Point. This is the background to it. And there was talk about a proposed nuclear power station being built in Carnesore. So mum and her gang of hippie friends <laughs> at the time in Wexford and then all their friends decided, over to you mum. So um, we we lived in a house close to Kilmockridge and as I might have mentioned before, but I'm not sure, a lot of our friends were quite a lot younger than us. And so we became a bit of a sort of party central because we had small children. We couldn't go here, there and everywhere. Although, as I've said to Clarissa, <laughs> we did go here, there and everywhere. And I have no idea what I did with you children. And I, I would like we were to put think in a I bed could... somewhere. Oh, I probably locked you up in a box. <laughs> No, because anyway. I remember, do you remember the night Anna's knees went and we were down at the winning post? Yes. And I remember she, we had been in a bed somewhere and she was carried yes. to the... Yeah. yeah. But I mean, we didn't completely... Anyway, that's a whole different no, story. I'm but... just saying, if you went to <laughs> yeah. someone's house, we were put to bed in, yeah. you know... No, but we did, yeah. But I'm thinking of going out from our own home house. Mm. And I mean, don't forget Granny and Grandad were down the road. So yes. it is quite possible they were there. Anyway, it really doesn't matter because you all seem to have survived, right? Um, so we would sit around and we became aware of the fact that the government government was proposing to build a nuclear power station at Carnesore Point, which was literally just down the coast and slightly round the corner towards the west of Ireland. Very close, very close. And we oh, were the corner. It's the toe of our the the toe in it the south. It is just past, almost yeah. the toe. Yeah. yeah, the the bottom right hand corner of the island of Ireland. If you don't know Wexford, just look it up on a map. Google it. Well, just I'm sure I'm sure even just Google can picture Wexford. I mean, can picture the island of Ireland, and it's the bottom right hand corner. Simply, yeah. So. We decided to do some research into it, and we really did do a lot of research into it. 
I'm not saying I did it on my own because bloody hell I didn't. Um, we all did. And we discovered that there was, in fact, and I'm not going to be able to remember the name of it. There was an existing, actually, I've just remembered, nuclear awareness, they were called. They were centred in Rosslare. Oh. If you had given me a little bit of notice, I could sound more intelligent about this because I've got the box. I know, but I didn't want you to be prepared. No. I want you oh, to talk. Fine. So we called a meeting. And any time I say we, I mean the larger group of people, friends and also nuclear awareness. Yeah. And from there, we planned a demonstration down at Council Point. Um, this was 1970. Well, we started thinking about it in 1977, the first nuclear, um, anti-nuclear um festival was actually 1978 but don't forget there was nothing like the health and safety that there is no. now <laughs> oh my god when I think about it and um <laughs> actually we did get some very good local support I mean quite a lot of the local farmers were very supportive and also the um the closest ICA Irish Country Women's Association Aww. made sandwiches. Yeah, they hey. really they made sandwiches. Oh, for all um, you hippies. For all us hippies, yeah. Aww. Broadway, I suppose that was probably yeah. I think it was Broadway ICA. Anyway, we went, and certainly this wasn't we as in me, dog lime pits for toilets. We had one way in and one way and the same way out. Had there been a Jesus. catastrophe, we expected 500 people. Do you know how many people turned up? Don't forget, I wasn't there. Where were you? In England? England. 15,000. <gasps> Holy mother. Now, they didn't all stay, but we had big tents with um, people who knew what they were talking about, giving lecturers, wow. lectures. We had Harry Krishna. Um, it was Chris. I'll never forget Christy Moore and Clannard arriving in a big bus with the windows open, shouting, and he had his mother with him. He adored his mother. Uh, Christy Moore wasn't that well known in that. Well, he was well known, but not not as not like he. It's not an icon like he is now. Yeah. We had some brilliant bands. I really, in a way, wish you had uh, told me because I've got all the all the. All the information. Um, it was bloody brilliant. It was exhausting. It was surprising. There is a um, an aerial photograph taken by the Irish Times, printed wow. in the Irish Times, of the whole place, and it was just. Do you? We think, were gobsmacked. Do you think that? marked the start of Brendan Howland's political career? Um, to a certain extent, but not really, because he got very involved with, um, because he was a teacher, he got very involved with the union. Oh, and okay. of course, his father was a union man and was very close to Brendan Corish, who was TD for, for right. Wexford, you know? Okay. Um, 
just to praise it a little bit, um, as a result of that, there was a late, late show yeah. on nuclear power. And I'm there in the audience asking a question. <laughs> and somebody sent me the footage quite recently of the late, late show. I am wearing a wool dress that I knitted and I still have. I cannot think of anything more inappropriate to wear to a television studio because, of oh, course, they are absolutely Jesus boiling. Christ. Just That's just an Where aside. is the video? Um, I'll have to look it out. I yeah, can't, do, I've, will you? I, sent, I was sent the link here. Yeah. Um, we had another one the next year, but it had we'd sort of been taken over slightly mm. politically by... Oh, you see, I can't remember the name of the organisation. But actually, after the first one, Brendan Howlin and I travelled around County Wexford addressing various groups together about nuclear power, which was fun. I really enjoyed that. We had meetings all over Ireland. I became sort of unofficial secretary and I've got all the the correspondence and information and everything. Um, I can't remember the name of the group that took us over. It's something like, no, it's not going to anyway. be me. And um, from there, the constitution was changed and there will never be, unless we have a referendum, there will never be an anti-nuclear, uh, there will never be a nuclear power station on so... the island of Ireland. The fact, that, incidentally, that we get power from mm. France, which is heaving with nuclear power stations. Yeah, this and is, the, that's what and I want to that, bring it back up to date now, because yeah. like now in this day and age, and probably because of Chernobyl, nuclear power is not what it was back in the 70s, as is most stuff. Not You know, it's a much safer, but it's yeah. also a much funnily enough it's one of the most environmentally friendly ways to produce power so now you have the question of maybe it is something that people you know that governments well i mean the irish government should be starting to look at yeah they can't no the irish government no if as you said about the referendum yes but um uh i am into i am absolutely torn on this Clarissa because I am so fundamentally and completely against nuclear power Mm. I hear exactly what you say and I have listened to the podcasts and I've listened to the arguments about the in inverted comma green element of nuclear power I we're not you it's fine until it goes wrong but and that's the reason I wanted to it came to me before we just like I was making my coffee, but that's and I was no, it was came to me this morning. I was on a walk and I was listening to like podcast about what's going on in Russia and or, you know with Russia and everything. Yeah, and people say you know the the news about fucking that idiot. He's not an idiot, but he's a scary person and about the nuclear weapons and stuff. And it's like oh. you know that. As I said to... Why has he attacked Chernobyl? Exactly. But as I was saying to someone, we're talking about the war, 
the difference now is that there is the nuclear power. It's not just, you know, arms and stuff. And that's the scariest. And and countries that have nuclear power hold so much um, power because of that. They hold it. And he's... And as I I was... Yeah. And as me and and Peter were saying last night, he's... He's got nothing to lose. He says that himself. Yeah. Putin said, "I've not. What have I got to lose?" Yep. But he's lost it anyway. Yeah. Do you know that as we speak, there is a sixteen-kilometer-long, sixty-five-kilometer. Six, no, it's sixteen kilometers. I'm fairly sure. Well, this morning long. on Kira, Kira. Kelly was referring to it a couple of times this morning as 65 kilometers. Well, just before I came in here, I heard it as 16. It does really doesn't matter. I know it's still very frightening when you think about it. I mean, when you think about it, that is from here to Ballycanoe. And half of the people, the, the soldiers don't even know what they're doing. Of course they don't. There's been there was a screenshot. There was a a screenshot that was read out yesterday by one of the Ukrainian, um, not diplomats, but I don't know. Mm. But he read this screenshot from a Russian soldier who had just died, and it was a a message from the mother to this chap. He was only like a young eighteen, nineteen year old. Yeah, and he was saying basically the mother was like where are you now and he was like i i don't know i think we're not in the crimea anymore um but i don't know where we're going and she was saying you know your dad wants to send you a package you know and he was going but i don't know where we are um oh he didn't even know where like and there's i mean this mental on like tiktok is has got moving away from the 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 news it's got like all these real life videos like there was one yesterday i actually sent it to pj this morning because i was telling him about it this ukrainian guy pulls up alongside um a russian tank that had stopped on the road or broken down and the the you know young chaps sort of 17 18 year old soldiers russian and they were going we don't know where we're going. We've just been told, you know, and they don't even know what they're doing. And the no. Russian guy no. was laughing, not laughing with them, but they're all, ch- you know, that's the point. There, they're there's they're no you war. and me. They're, they're yeah. You, yeah. But yeah. there's no, there's no, like, they're like, we don't know why we're here. We, like the Russian soldiers are saying, we don't know why we're here. We're told that use our, um, you need rescuing because you're you're in under yeah. a Nazi like yeah that's you know. the south southeast corner those two states yeah but that's the what corner. Putin is saying yes, to the I know. to the yeah. he is using the word Nazi yeah he is accusing but Jamal anyway, was like to the it. chaps he was going do you want you know do you want a cigarette and they were going thank you and there was it was just it's like oh, send it to me will you and they're all young they're oh all yeah young chat you know yeah. people. Yeah. And they don't know where they're they don't know why they're there. They no. don't even know what's going on. It's horrific. Um, just to go back once more, and then I think we've probably mm-hmm. had enough. Uh, back to our interest in nuclear power. I've just remembered that 
One of the main reasons we became very interested in nuclear power and started research about it was because of Sellafield. Yes. Which yes. was almost literally opposite our where we lived in on obviously on the coast of Wales. And a really for a old very long building. time. What? A really old building. Yes. And there were there was there was actually um statistics that showed that um the water was um, more radiated yeah. than normal. And for a very long time, we didn't swim and we didn't let our children swim in the sea, if you I remember. remember. Yeah. 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 So, it, you know, it, it wasn't just, but, you know, we were so vilified when we started becoming anti-nuclear campaigners. I know. We really, I did a, I went round getting signatures on, on a, um, uh, call it oh god Um, i think i'm bad you're young um anyway anyway one of them and you know i remember our next door neighbor a farmer saying oh i don't care if they build it at the end of the lane oh my god petition petition yes thank you yeah, well that was the attitude. And we went to England at one stage and we had anti-nuclear stickers on the car and we were pulled in going into England as radical, almost terrorists. And the whole car was searched and pulled apart. And yeah, yeah it was, that's the way it was. People did change. Yeah, anyway, exactly. what a great subject. And I apologise to our listener hello again emma um that i'm not better prepared but i didn't know what no because i just wanted your instant i didn't want a lot of prep i must write something actually about can i add a little um chapter to my story worth about the anti-nuclear you haven't finished your story worth no i know i know i haven't i have to do it because i've only got through another month i think actually oh to edit it and everything. Oh, well, then anyway, we better get on with it. We will um, do better, podcast listeners, and we will be better prepared, etc. Next week. Okay, so just I think what I was going to say. I think we um, we enjoy um, digging the dirt and tossing around ideas. I I just hope that um, one or two listeners enjoy it as well. I think the people who listen do. So mm. again, we would ask over and over again, if you do enjoy, please just share it, share the love yeah. and you know cost nothing. No, I mean would we enjoy doing it, but it'd be nice. And any suggestions anybody has on topics, we are open. Yeah, message open me. Me- yes. or mom, message mom. Please. Just please a quick one more question. If you could travel to any year in a time machine, what year would you choose and why? A year in my life? Yeah, I suppose. Like, or, so, yeah. Or, or, or let's say in general. In general, yeah. Well, there are a couple of, couple of times in history that I would like to have been alive, but I would have had to be rich, if you know well, what yes, I mean. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll say you were rich. Okay, I'd quite like to have been alive during Queen Elizabeth I's period of time. Really? 
Yeah, I wouldn't want to be caught rich, but I would have been, wanted to be comfortable. I think it was an amazing time to be alive. Wow. Yeah. Why? I do. Um, because she was, I mean, she was the first feminist, really. Mm. Having said that, there's lots of places. I, I, could t- I could choose a good few more as well. You have got 100 um, years of your own life to look back on. Thank you, dear. 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I, I wouldn't mind in my own life if I had a time machine just to revisit some of the times in London. Yeah, during the sixties were exceptionally exciting. And do you think you would, if you could go back now, like with, you know, not like now? Do you think you would embrace them more, the times more, or be in the moment more, or were you in the moment anyway? no in the moment no apart from (laughs) most of the time I wasn't anywhere um you see it's a question I often ask myself did I did I experience and appreciate that while it was happening to its full extent Mm. for instance when we went on safari to Kenya yeah did I immerse myself? Did I completely? I mean, I hardly took it. I didn't take very many photographs, which no. I'm quite glad about because I was experiencing it. But I often ask that question of myself. Did I immerse and, and experience? I mean, I don't think anybody looking back on anything could say that they lived it to its full. Mm. Do you? Um. I don't know. I I reckon there are some people who would say they did. Mm. Whatever, you know, whatever it is, like people's wedding days, you know, do they do they really enjoy them? Because I I no. look at wedding days and think oh, it's my no. idea of a nightmare. But no. then I'm an introvert and I just, yeah. you know, feel. Oh, I mean, God. that fantastic, that fantastic part, surprise party that you and the family threw for me, mm. which I had no idea about at all. It was, I would like to go back and do that again. Yeah. Even though I nearly had a heart attack because I was not present. No. No. I would like, you know, all the love that I felt and the effort that people made to to be there. Mm. Of course, I appreciated it, et cetera, et cetera. But I'd like to go back and maybe without the shock. We should do a whole podcast on this. Yes, very good idea. Times that I have to go now because without living with regret, but times that we yes, we that's a very good idea. You know, we think that we would like to relive more. You know, with the knowledge that we have of the experience yes. and go back yes. and re-experience it. You know, yes, so. a very good idea. Yeah, write that down, Secretary. Right. Okay. Okay. Go. So I'm going to. Well, I enjoyed this podcast. Yeah. I hope anybody listening to it um, actually enjoyed it as much. Do you know, I've started actually listening to our podcast. Oh, I do too. Yeah. And I'm really, I actually, not, I don't mean I enjoy it as in, oh, I'm great or we're great. Yeah. I, it's the type of podcast that I enjoy listening to. Yeah. What I'm I saying. I enjoy listening to it. Um, and I often go, God, I don't remember saying yeah, that. I know. <laughs> I know. So um, anyway, again, 
share, share, please. If you enjoy this, just tell people who you think might be interested in it. Cause you know, it is. It's did you nice... see that a couple, did you see that a couple of yes. old friends of mine from school, Yeah, from school, that's hello right. both. If you're listening. Yeah. That's my, that's so lovely. I know. And um, actually she, she saw that I, Jenny saw that I, was it Jenny? I think it was, saw that I was in Gatwick and, um, she was actually in London as well, and she really wanted to meet Aww. up. But of course, it wasn't possible. Oh, you know. So right, anyway. let's go. Um, okay. Thank you for listening, as always, and we'll be back next week with unless something crops up. But you know, <laughs> we'll do our best. <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening. And you know, we don't only relish positive criticism; we are actually also um, encourage real criticism you know we're, we're not professional if there's something about our podcast that annoys you or you feel could be presented in a different way do not hesitate letting us know don't let us know let us know <laughs> that will feed into bye, everybody securities <laughs> anyway goodbye and see have you a next good week. week bye bye so that's it for this week Thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you enjoyed it, please tell your friends and family and share the link. So until the next time, goodbye and And stay stay safe. safe.